Thank him. Thank him this evening. Thank him. Thank him. Father, we bless you. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Just take your seat for about 10 minutes before we get into prayers. I just want to, um, I just want to share uh, a little bit for about 10, 15 minutes and we'll go back to prayer because that's actually what we came to do here, not to, uh, that's what we call it prayer and fasting, not fasting and preaching. All right, so, but what we have been saying is there is the need for us to grow strong in grace. Not just grow in grace, but to grow strong in grace. And we have looked at scriptures and we have had supporting scriptures to uh, help us understand this. But one, one of the scriptures I, I really want us to take good note of here is Acts 20 where Paul was talking about, uh, Paul was giving his valedictory uh, uh, speech, so to say, if you, if you will, to the Ephesian church. And I want you to understand what is going on here before uh, we, we go on. Paul had gone to establish the Christian community in Ephesus. And... Uh, the Bible tells us of how much impact that ministry was at that time. The Bible tells us that so mighty grieved the word and it prevailed. In other words, when Paul was preaching and sharing and establishing the Christian church in Ephesus, uh, the, the word of God took over that city, it took over that community, it took over that society. And I want you to know that Ephesus was not just an ordinary city. Ephesus was a very, very, very important city to the economic base of uh, the uh, Asia Minor. So when you're talking about Ephesus, you're looking at a place like what New York is to the U.S. You're looking at what uh, maybe uh, the U.K. is to Europe. All right? It's a very, very important, very influential both economically, politically, and all of that. And Paul went there and uh, established a Christian community there. And because things were changing, the, the word of God began, you know, began to affect the culture. It affected the culture. It affected the people. It affected the way things were running. It affected the way um, life as they knew it. That the Bible told us that so mighty grew the word and prevailed. I want you to know what that scripture is. I want you to know what it's saying. When it says so mighty grew the word and increased, it means that the word of God became authority in that place. The word of God was so powerful there that it became authority in that place. It became, it became a, a, an unwritten code of conduct. The word of God became the standard by which people began to operate their lives. So the Christian community there did not just only affect them. So the word of God did not just only affect the Christian community there. The word of God actually affected the whole community. And because of that, there was an uprising, what you call like a labor movement now. All right? The artisans and all of them, because what happened in Ephesus, apart from the fact that Ephesus was a very important commercial city, Ephesus was also one of the most corrupt society. 
And what do you expect? Because people from all over the world were gathering there. There was a reason why people had to be there. It was a major port city. And not just a major port city, it was a major transit area where there was no way you wanted to get into an important city in that Asia Minor that you don't go through Ephesus. And the word of God, and the word of God had prevailed. It had changed life the way they knew it. And this was something that did not, they did not understand at all. All right? And so there was an uprising of the artisans. Or a labor movement, a labor revolt. Because the way they were living had been affected. Their income had been affected. The, 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 because uh, in Ephesus, one of the major problems that they had was their style of worship. You know, it was a real adulterous and idolatrous society. And if you, if you study Ephesus very well, you will, you will, you will come to understand that uh, when they worshipped, they, their worship was like orgies. Right? In their own system of worship. And they worship idols a lot. So, those artisans, there were, there were people who their speci specialty was to build gods. They traded in that. That was their income. That was a source of income. And one of the things that the word of God did when it came into the environment through the ministry of Paul was that those people lost their income. Because the word of God came and changed everything. Changed. It just, it just changed everything. And what did they do? There was a revolt and they came and drove Paul out of the city. And Paul had to escape for his life. On his way back, when he left and he was going back, so he sneaked in back into Ephesus to give them this message. To tell them this message. And in verse 20, that's why, that's why that message came. In verse 20, he told them, he said, I mean, chapter 20, I mean, he told them, he said, look, when I came to you, I have not hidden anything from you. I gave you everything from the word of God that God has given me to deliver to you. I gave everything to you. He said, now, 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 as I leave, I don't know if I will ever see you again, if we're ever going to see face to face anymore. But all I can say to you is that I commend you to God. In other words, I am presenting you to God now. I'm not just presenting you to God. I'm presenting you to God and to the word of his grace. Can you look, look at what he said? Ephesians 20 verse 32. Let me, let me read that. Verse 32. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. This word of grace. I may not be here anymore. We may not see eye to eye again. There might be no need for you to rely on me again. But what I have given you, what you have, is enough to build you off if you pay attention to it. If you pay attention, it's enough to build you up. What does it mean? Why is this saying it's enough to build you up? You know, because that society, that society had so many things going that were not just okay. 
And he says, if you pay attention to this, if you pay attention to this word, this word is enough to insulate you from every corruption that the society might bring on you. Why? Because it's going to build you. It's going to make you strong. It's able to build you up and give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. What does that mean to us today? The word of grace that we have today. You know, do you know the Bible says that uh, you are being born again? First Peter 3 or 1 3. It says you are being born again, not of corruptible seed, but by the incorruptible seed of the word of God that lives and abides forever. In other words, what Paul was telling them is that you have an incorruptible seed on your inside. That's what your spirit is made of. That's what God made you of. That's the stuff you are made of now. Incorruptible. He said, by an incorruptible seed of the word of God that lives and abides forever. In other words, what you have is incorruptible. And that's what Paul was telling them. This word is able to build you and make you what? Strong. Against the onslaught of the corruptions that are around you. If you are just going to depend on this word and rely on this word of grace, it is able to build you up. And no matter what the society brings to you, no matter what the circumstance of life is, no matter what the situation around you is, that word of God on your inside that has created you, that word of God that is resident on your inside, that word of grace is able to build you and make you strong against any onslaught of the enemy. It's able to insulate you. It's able to preserve you, to keep you. When you talk of uh, 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 preservation, when you talk, of, when you talk about preservation, uh, you know, God is, does not only protect us, right? God does not only protect us. He does protect us. He does not only protect us. He also preserves us. Huh? God can protect you from evil. And he does protect us from evil. But there are some times God will say, this time it's not going to be protection from evil. It's going to be preservation from evil. Alright? That's why I say you will go through the fire if not born you. What is God doing in that way? When you go through the fire, he's preserving you. In other words, However the enemy comes, whatever the circumstances of the situation is, you, God, God's got you covered. And I'm saying, what does that the most for you? What will help you the most is if you pay attention to the word of grace that's already been delivered to you. It is able to make you strong. It is able to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No wonder uh, 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 Eliab or whatever his name was, uh, one of the friends of Job, uh, said something that um, uh, he, he, you know, he, he, he said, he spoke the truth, right? But he spoke the truth in ignorance. There are some times that, you know, God just gets hold of the tongue of a man, Right? And God makes him do certain things that he wants him to do. And so he told us something. He said, 
there's a spirit in man. The inspiration of God gives him understanding. Now, if you look at the context of that word, if you look at the context of what he was saying, the context of what he was saying was actually faulting God. He was trying to fault God. If you look at the context, he was trying to fault God because uh, he, was, he was actually mad. When he was mentioning that statement, within the context of that statement, he was actually mad at Job's friends because they did not find Job guilty or they did not tell Job that Job was actually wrong for what he was doing and that's why God was punishing him. But in the midst of that ignorance, he brought something good out. There's, you see, there's a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. What are we talking about? What, what, what is that talking about? What is, what is Job talking about? There's something in you. You have been created by an incorruptible seed. There's something inside you. There's something godly. There's something God, not just godly. If I put godly, it reduces it somehow. It, it diminishes what I'm trying to say. There's something God about you that's inside you already. And we just have to listen for that inspiration to help us understand how to handle and deal with the affairs of life. Proverbs, Proverbs 20. Can you give me Proverbs 20? Let me just read that and then I'll wind up. Proverbs, Proverbs 20. Uh, Proverbs 20. Let me see 8. Proverbs 20. No, I wonder that says, uh, the spirit of a man is a candle of the Lord. Something, I know it's Proverbs 20, right? Proverbs 20. Uh, let me see. 27, right? Thank you. Yeah, the spirit of the man, the spirit of the man is a lamp of God, of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of the heart. I, I just wanted to know that place, that the spirit of the, of the man. Why is he talking again? Why are we talking this again? He said but that you are born again, not of a what? Not of a corruptible seed but by incorruptible seed, which is the word of God that lives and abides forever. What are we saying? We are saying that there's something about your spirit. There's a light in your spirit. The light of God is present in your spirit. There's something present in your spirit because of how your spirit was recreated when you were born again. And, there's, and that light is supposed to be a leading for us. It's supposed to shed lights around us. No wonder God, uh, Paul was saying again. He said, God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. He's no more shining in the firmament. What is he doing now? He's shining in our hearts. So God is no more commanding the light. God is now the light that is sh shining from inside you. Folks, there's something about us that if we pay attention to, you will never be weak again. If you pay attention to what is inside you, if you pay attention to what God has given you, if you pay attention to how he has recreated you, you will never, ever be weak again. You will grow strong. You will grow confident. You will grow bold. And do the things that you think you could never do. Because God 
has created us for something great. He has created us to change our environment. He has created us to influence our environment. He has created us to be a source of light and a beacon of hope to everywhere we appear. Just like Paul brought light through the gospel, he has also called us to bring light to everywhere we are. So that we also, this thing that Paul said in Acts 20, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that's able to what? Build you. You have it. And what you have is enough. But are you going to pay attention to it? Let's stand to our feet this evening. And just begin to thank God this evening. Thank him this evening. That you're, 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 you're created for influence. You are created incorruptible. You are created for influence. You are created incorruptible. You are created for influence. You are created to affect not just you, but your environment. Like Paul told those guys, I want you to say, I, I, I received the word of God that is able, I received that word of grace that is able to make me strong or to build me up and make me strong and give me an inheritance. Because I am created for a purpose. I am created for God's purpose. I am created for his pleasure. Paul said, we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. Created, for, created in crisis for good works. We are his workmanship. I want you to know this evening that you are created for, his, for a purpose. You are his workmanship. And God created you in such a way that you cannot, that you, you, you should not be corrupted. You should not be corrupted by the influences around you and, and, and in your environment. But he created you to be a, 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 a to dominate your environment. He created you to change your environment. The Bible talks about the efficient. It says, so mighty grew the word and prevailed. Is the word growing mighty and prevailing in your life today? Is the word is the word of God, the word of his grace? Is it growing? Is it increasing? And prevailing over your circumstance. Over the situations. God created us for signs and wonders. See, the children that God has given me, they are for signs and they are for wonders. And I want to tell you this evening, you are for sign and for wonder. Whether you know it or not, you are for sign and you are for wonder. You are a sign and a wonder. You are an epistle, Paul said. He said, you are our epistle. You are an epistle of God. Just thank him tonight that you have encountered worthy 
you have been counted worthy. You have been counted acceptable in, before him to be able to express who he is. No wonder Paul was also telling the same efficient people in his letter. He said, be strong in the Lord. He said, be strong in the Lord. If they could not be strong, he wouldn't tell them to be strong. He said, be strong in the Lord. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You be strong. 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 Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Paul also talks about the exceeding greatness of his power that is towards us. He said this power is that the working of his mighty power when he rose, when he raised Christ from the dead and set him. In other words, the same power, the same spirit that rose up Christ from the dead. The same work, the same miracle work, the same power that was in raising Christ from the dead is also available to us. I want you to thank him this evening because you have encountered worthy and a custodian of the power and the grace of God. And all you need to do tonight is just grow in it. Say, God, I, 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 I open myself up to growth. I open myself up to increase. I'm increasing in your strength. I'm increasing in your grace. I'm increasing in your strength and in your grace. And this evening, as I stand upon that word of grace, I thank you because things will happen in my life. The unusual will happen in my life. Things that are extraordinary will be a normal thing in my life. Because you are not mere men. We are not mere people. We are the people of God. We have been marked by God. Just give Him praise tonight. Just thank Him tonight and give Him praise.
somebody would tell him this evening, I will exalt you, Lord. I will exalt you. From the bottom of my heart, I will, I will, I will.
midst of trials and in the midst of every situation because it's with me because I don't care what is what you're going through in your mind he's there with you because Oh 
Father, my Savior, my everything, the incredible. Friday, I know it's not easy. You've gone through 285, you've gone through 85, you've taken care of the children, and it's kind of just wearing out on you, and I can sense it, I can feel it. But I want you to know we are gathered here today because we are serving a God that answers prayer. You did not drive all the way from your house here because you're tired. You came here because you want answer to something. Is that correct? Okay, so even with the choir, I want you guys to give me some songs that I know that I'm here and I'm enjoying God. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? I am that I am. I am that I am. Come on. I am that I am.
Jehovah. Oh, there is no one greater than Jehovah. Lord. Excellent, excellent Jehovah. Hey, marvelous Jehovah. There is no one greater than Jehovah. I said, who is greater than Jehovah? Lord, divine Lord. Of our Lord divine. There is no one greater than Jehovah, Lord divine. Excellent, excellent Jehovah, a marvelous Jehovah. There is no one greater than Jehovah, Lord divine. Excellent, excellent Jehovah, marvelous, marvelous Jehovah. Oh, there is no one greater than Jehovah, Lord divine. One more time. Excellent Jehovah, a marvelous Jehovah, there is no one greater than Jehovah, Lord Jehovah. He's a miracle. You know what I want you to do tonight? You know what I want to do tonight? I want to stir faith within your heart. That you know that you know. When you live here tonight, whatever prayer you pray before you get out there you know it's already answered so the way I want you to praise today you remember when the children of Israel stood before the Red Sea and the Bible says they were stuck between a rock and a hard place and they looked in front of them there was the Red Sea they looked behind them there were the children of Egypt coming and so if it were me my heart would be sinking and then God turned to Moses Moses looked at God and said what could I do and God looked at Moses and said what is in your hand and God told him stretch your hand but that's not where I'm going what became a mighty deliverance for some became the sinking point for another so much so when the children of Israel came out they did not know how to dance the Bible talked about how Miriam led the dance and they began to dance they began to sing unto God I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously the awesome tried to thrown into the sea Oh, hold on. We're going to sing. We're going to sing. We're going to sing. Hold on. We're going to sing. Don't worry. But I want to stay and encourage you tonight. You have come to the presence of Jehovah. Oh, my God. The scripture says you have come to the heavenly Jerusalem. Oh, my God. Where the spirit of just men is made perfect. Now, hear me. In your own case, the horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea when Jesus said it is finished. So this evening, the Bible says, before you call, I will answer. While you are yet speaking, I've already done it. What I want you to do tonight, I want you to dance with a conviction in your heart. That the victory is already yours. Hear me. I know how the devil plays a trick. He will say to you, you better not be dancing because there is no answer yet to that thing. Don't, don't make a fool of yourself by dancing. 
But I want to assure you, if the devil knew what God was going to do for the Red Sea, he would not have trapped the children of Israel. If he knew the God Almighty, he would not have dared to trap Jesus Christ. The Bible says he did not know and he crucified the Lord of glory. Because his demise was that Jesus died and he rose. So what am I saying here to you tonight? You and I, I want you to dance. Dance in such a way, brother Fidel, the enemy is asking you, are you okay? Did I not just pose a problem before you yesterday? And then you say to him, I looked at the grave the last time. It is empty. And because the grave is empty, because my Jesus is alive, there is nothing that stands before me. Who art thou, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt be made plain. I want you to know tonight, you will not live here without problem you came here with. I know without a shadow of a doubt in my heart, you will not leave this sanctuary with that same problem you came with. Because it is risen. And so I want you to dance. Oh, we're going to pray. But by the time we're ready to pray, even the devil himself will be afraid. But I want you to put some speed to your feet. I want you to put some dancing to your legs. And say to your legs, obey me. And say to your heart, obey me. That is why David said, why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. I want to tell you tonight. Come on, let's get a dance in this place. Hallelujah. Who has the final say? Up, up, Jesus. 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 Up, up, Jesus.
Up up Jesus. Up up Jesus. Up up Jesus. Up up Jesus. Up up Jesus. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. 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 When Jesus lifts you up, no one can bring you down. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. When Jesus lifts you up, no one can bring you down. Hands together. Who is greater than the Over Lord Divine? There is no one greater than the Over Lord Divine. Who is greater than the Over Lord Divine? There is no one greater than the Over Lord Divine. Excellent, excellent. Excellent, excellent. Excellent, excellent Jehovah, marvelous Jehovah, there is no one greater than Jehovah, Lord divine. I said, who is greater than Jehovah, Lord divine? Oh, there is no one greater than Jehovah, Lord divine. Who is greater than Jehovah, Lord divine? Oh, there is no one greater than Jehovah, Lord divine. Excellent, excellent Jehovah. Awesome God, awesome God, mighty God, mighty God, awesome God, awesome God, mighty God, mighty God. We give you praise, we give you praise, awesome God, awesome God. We give you praise, we give you praise.
chosen generation. All I require, all I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What He says I am. When He says I'm at, I know who I am. I know who God says I am. What He says I am. When He says I'm at, oh, I know who I am. Walking in power. I know who I am. Walking in power. Walking in power. Walking in miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. I am. I am. Holy. I am righteous. One more time. I know who I am. Walking in power. Walking in power. Walking in miracles. I live a life of favor. I know who I am. Okay, we're still going to sing, but we're going to sing without the instruments. Uh, because since Diola does not have an accompanist drumist, it seems as if the whole thing is slowing us down. And I remember in the days where I used to have Bible fellowship, we didn't need any instrument. We just needed our hands. So how many of you are here with your hands ready to do something? Yes. Hallelujah. You're ready here with your hands to do something, right? I will sing unto the Lord. For he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider thrown into the sea. Come on. I will, I will sing unto the Lord for, for he him. has triumphed gloriously. No, no, no. no. I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. Come on. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider thrown into the sea. The Lord, the Lord, my friends, my strength, my song, he's now become my victory. The Lord, my God, my strength and song, and now become my victory. Why we sing? I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider throw into the sea. I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. The Lord my God, the Lord my God, my strength, my song, is now become my victory. The Lord, oh my God, my strength, my soul, oh, has now 
the Lord my God, the Lord my God, my strength, my song, has now become my victory. Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind me. Victory today is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind me. Victory today is mine. Oh, victory. Victory is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind me. Victory today is Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind me. Victory today is mine. I've got the victory, hallelujah. 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 Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, He's Lord, He's Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, He's Lord, He's Lord. I've got the victory, hallelujah. 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 Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. He's Lord, he's Lord. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. Joy of the Lord is my strength. He 
gives me living water and I thirst no more. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. The joy of the Lord is my strength. He gives me, He gives me living water and I thirst no more. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. He gives me living water and I thirst no more. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy, the joy of the Lord he is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is While this instrument is playing in the background, we're going to take our first prayer point. But as we take our first prayer point, I want to read two scriptures and then we take the prayer point. The Bible says in the book of 1 Kings chapter 17 from verse 1, it says, And Elijah the Tishbet of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except by my word. Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes. That is Elijah there. Elijah, yes. He said there shall be no rain except by what? My by my word. Tonight, I want you to know whatever you say to the situations in your life, it has to obey. You know the reason why? Go with me to the book of James chapter 5. And I begin from verse 13. He said, is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him. Anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. And the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespass one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Hear me. I'm going to read this for you in the Amplified. Verse 17. Give it to me in the Amplified. Verse 17. It says, Elijah, remember we just read in 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1. He said, as the Lord liveth, there shall be more rain except by my word. In other words, except I change my mind over this thing. Whatever I say over this thing, it will come to pass. So here now, coming back to the New Testament, post Jesus' resurrection, here is what the scripture is now telling you. In, a, in James chapter 5 verse 17, Elijah was a human being with a nature such as we have, with feelings, affections, and constitution like ours. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and no rain fell on the earth for three years and six months. And then he prayed again and the heavens supplied rain and the lamb produced its crops as usual. The scripture is now saying here to you, you have a better covenant now than even Elijah. So that you understand
understand what you possess on the inside. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. And now he now says, go in my name. All authority I give to you. Whatever you say, I will do. I want you to know this morning or this evening as we pray. Whatever prayer point I call forth now. As you pray this prayer, I want you to begin to think about what Elijah did. He just stood up because he was angry at a situation. The situation was not in alignment with the purpose of God. And I want you to know, when Jesus died and rose, everything about you he took care of. Every situation in your life that does not shine forth or manifest the finished work of God. You have the God-given right to be angry within your spirit and be able to speak to that situation that there shall be a turnaround. And that situation does not have any option than to obey your voice. Why? Because it is not your voice, it is the voice of Jesus. Yes. I want you to know it is not your strength, it is the strength of Jesus. Yes. I want you to know it is not your authority, it is the authority of Jesus. And Jesus said, I have overcome. And I want you to know because he has overcome, you are more than conqueror through him. So this evening, the first prayer point, you're going to lift up your home. You're going to lift up your children. You're going to lift up your grandchildren. You're going to lift up your spouse. You're going to lift up your entire situation of your home. If your home is okay, you don't need prayer. Come to me, I'll give you my own prayer point. But if you need prayer, I want you to stand to your feet. This evening, I want you to begin to pray. I want you to lift up your voice tonight. And every situation in your family that is contrary to that which Jesus has done, I want you to begin to speak to that situation right now. I want you to begin to speak the word of God. Elijah said, by my word, there shall be no rain. And by my word, there came rain again. I want you to know the same spirit of God is in you. And you can speak to the situation of your home right now. That by my word, every situation in my home turns around. In the name of Jesus. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Every situation. You have a daughter in your home that is of marriage age and is not yet married is a situation. You have a son in your home that is supposed to be married and not yet married is a situation. I want you to lift up your voice tonight. And whatever it is that you speak tonight, you will see it come to pass in the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to speak over your grandchildren that they will get life easier than you have. That their life will be full of the goodness of God. I want you to lift up your voice tonight. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to lift up your voice tonight. Begin to lift up your voice tonight. Whatever it is that you pray tonight, you are going to see answers come to pass in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, lift up your voice. 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 You are in your home. You have three months of peace. And then you have three months of chaos. It is contrary to the purpose of God. I want you to begin to speak to that situation right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come and lift up your voice tonight. Lift up your voice tonight. Some actions that your spouse take, it is contrary to the purpose of God. Lift it up tonight before God. 
some actions your children take. It is contrary to the purpose of God. I want you to lift up the children right now in the name of Jesus. The Bible says we will not bring forth children for trouble. The Bible says there will not be an old man amongst you that will not live a fulfilled life. That means your spouse must live a fulfilled life. Your marriage will serve the purpose of God. Your home will serve the purpose of God. Enough is enough. Oh, lift up your voice tonight. Oh, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Your children are young. They are not of marrying age yet. Speak to their future. Your children are acting right. That is good. Speak to their future. You are peace in your home. You are enjoying it. Speak the peace of God further in your home. Oh, lift up your voice tonight. Lift up your voice tonight. Use that same opportunity to pray for every family in this body. That the vision of this body will come to pass. Because we are building strong families. We just heard the word. That we'll be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. That our homes will be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Our children will be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Our spouses will be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. We will get deep roots in love in our homes. We will bear fruits of righteousness in our homes. Because we are the trees of, the right, of righteousness. We are the planting of the Lord. We are to bring forth righteous fruits. We are to bring forth righteous children. Begin to pray. Where trouble is named, our children will not be named there. Their future is great. They will walk in the fullness of the goodness of God. Our homes will enjoy the peace of God. Our relationships will be strong because we are strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Oh, lift up your voice tonight. 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 Our home will replicate that which Jesus has died for. Mareboso konto yolo brokonte. Rema shekendelebro. Rema sokondorobo. There will not be any breakdown of homes in our family, in our midst, in the name of Jesus. Our families will continue to work strong in the name of Jesus. 
The Bible says by wisdom is a house built. By understanding it is established. And by knowledge the rooms are filled with precious treasures. I want you to begin to speak for the wisdom of God. That it will undergird for your home in the name of Jesus. Begin to speak for that by understanding your home will be built. By knowledge the home will be filled with precious, no, precious treasures. Because the knowledge of Jesus will cover your home in the name of Jesus. Oh, lift up your voice tonight. Lift up your voice tonight. Lift up your voice tonight. The Bible says one shall put to chase a thousand, but two shall put to chase ten thousand. In other words, as a couple, you are supposed to be experiencing multiplication. And when you begin to speak in your home right now, that in the name of Jesus, because we are two, we shall begin to experience exponential growth in every area. In the name of Jesus. Oh, lift up your voice. Oh, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Rema sekendelebro. Rema shikendelebro. Our homes shall be an example of the glory of God. We shall have testimonies after testimonies after testimonies to the glory of God. Why? Because we are spoken tonight. And the Bible says whatsoever things that we say, whatever we say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And we do not doubt in our heart. We shall have that which we believe God for. Tonight, every word that you have spoken, I want you to know you will see it come to pass in your home. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray, 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 pray. We're still praying. We're still praying. Okay, let me show you a scripture. We'll continue to pray. Open with me to the book of Genesis, please. Genesis chapter 17, verse 20. Please see with me. Genesis chapter, chapter, Genesis chapter 17, verse 20. This was when God made a covenant with, with Abraham. And because Abraham had said to God, I want because if he felt Sarah could not bear children, so he, he gave God Ishmael, just let Ishmael be the one that does this thing. And God said to him, no, 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 it's not Ishmael. It is going to be the seed that comes out of the womb of Sarah. But so that it does not feel slighted, God now said this, as for Ishmael, in other words, I'm not going to ignore that prayer request you have. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, this is the first time today this thing blew me. I have blessed him. Listen, when God said I have blessed him, he did not stop there. If God just stopped there, Uncle Tune would have been very good. Because to say that you bless somebody is still good. But hear what God said. I have blessed him. The next thing, I will make him fruitful. Then the next one, I will multiply him. 
Go with me to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26 from verse 12. I want you to see the same thing happen again. Because I want you to know the covenant that you're under on, that you're a beneficiary of. He said, Then Isaac saw.